Hello, my homies. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Skip Legs. How are we doing today? Are we surviving and thriving these February blues? Um, because I know, like, it's it's a freaking struggle. We talked about it last week. But March is literally next weekend, which I think is crazy. March 1st is on Friday. Um, how is it already March? But I guess it makes sense. You know, February is a short month, and I'd rather just get through February. My roommate and I literally have a calendar on our fridge, and I wrote February sucks on it because we have zero plans this month. The only plan on there was Valentine's Day, and it basically just said love is dead. Um, But literally no plans for February. But March brings good things. Hopefully spring is really coming. I'm looking at the sunshine right now. Um, I also like was on the weather app like a couple days ago and it was sunny out and it said the UV was like two or three and I was like, oh my God, should I be outside tanning right now? Like, should I go put my bikini on in this nice 30 degree weather and go sit on the beach and tan? Um, get some like light therapy, some real light therapy outside. Honestly, once I saw that I should have just like bundled up and went and sat on the beach, but it's been super windy here. So I probably would have just been pelted by sand. Um, but that's kind of irrelevant to our topic today. You know, we just got to like go on a little rant real quick, but I hope spring is coming and I hope good things happen in March and good things happen for you guys and for me. And we thrive during March cause that'll be next week already. Um, and we're talking about running around springtime is a perfect time to run around. We're talking about marathon training today. And I figured we should just have a real episode out here about marathon training. I am a new marathon trainer. Please do not take this as some expert stuff. Please go listen to some real experts on marathon training. If if you want to be really good at it, if you're deep into marathon training, into like your fifth one, maybe you are the expert and I'm just a loser. No, just kidding. <laughs> um... But I did research too, so this is not just like all coming from my brain. I've been looking into marathon training, how to like, my goal is to sub four, so I really want to do that and I want to train the right way and not just have that expedited training session I did for my first New York City marathon. Um, So marathon training, let's talk about it because I know like I just popped out as the runner and I want to show that I am still lifting, that I'm still in the gym. I'm still doing everything that I have been doing, but just a different plan. Um, So things that I'm doing for marathon training, I'm basically running three days a week. I'm lifting four to five days a week. um, And I swim once a week, sometimes two, depending on the week and depending on if I have friends that invite me to go swimming and they're like, let's go do a Friday night swim. Because what else would we do on a Friday night? Um, We're single. And we have no lives, so we go to the pool and we swim. (laughs) Maybe I'll find a boy in the pool. You know, just maybe. It's all just the old people at the YMCA swimming around. Maybe they have, like, a cute little, like, grandson. And they're like, we should set you up for him. Just waiting for that day to happen at the the YMCA pool on a Friday night. Um, But I have, for the past couple of Friday nights, been swimming around with my friends. Um, Because why not? We're all just, like, training and we're we're fitness freaks. And that's kind of what you do when you're in this zone and you're in that friend group. Um, So anyway, running three days a week, lifting four to five, and then swimming once or twice a week. For lifting, I'm basically sticking with my Monday leg day, back and bys for Tuesday, legs for Wednesday, but, like, lighter legs. Um, and then chest and tries for either Thursday 
or Friday, and then mobility day could be like a Saturday after a long run um, or a Sunday. So those are like kind of like the lifting for mobility day that's just kind of chill ass like legs, um, like like hip flexor stretching and using bands, just kind of getting into the gym, maybe a little bit of core work in there if I'm feeling some core day in that mobility day, just because I'm already rolling around on a mat, rolling around on the turf in the gym. So I'm like, oh, let's just throw some core exercises in here. Building up your core is good for running, using your core for any, like building up a core for anything, for any kind of lifting, running, whatever, is just like, you know, chef's kiss. You gotta, you gotta work your core. I say it all the time in my classes. I'm like, engage your core muscles, feel the core, squeeze your core, because like, everything comes from our core and also we have a stronger core than we think we do if you're not seeing abs that doesn't fucking matter um your core is still super strong and we need to work the deeper core muscles to have everything in line um I feel like when I run, I engage my core a lot because the next day I'll always feel like soreness in my abs and I'm like, oh, here we go. I engage my core. Good for me. Um, I think that's just because I'm used to it through fitness classes and yelling and using the core and lifting. Um, I've like trained myself to engage my core. So look into engaging your core. Look into that if you haven't. If you haven't learned that, let's look into engaging our core because it, it helps. Um, so I'm running three days a week and you might be like, that's like not a lot for marathon training. I'm going to go into why I'm running three days a week, but because of this like 80, 20 rule and everything, blah, blah, blah. I got, I got scientific facts to throw at you. Um, but right now I'm just telling you exactly what I'm doing. Running three days a week, it'll be like a five to eight mile run and then for one of the runs and then the other run will be like a speed workout and then the other one will be a long run on the weekend so i'm using two different apps right now i'm using strava um obviously strava is the social media for like fitness freaks if you're not on strava hop on strava uh friend me on strava it's my full name so i would go on instagram and find that because i'm going to spell it out for you and you'd be like how do you even say your name um so you can find me on strava follow me on strava let's let's give each other the coods give each other the kudos here um and so i got i you like pay for strava if you want the plans and everything but strava is free you only pay for it if you're looking for like planned out routes and um like training plans so i bought strava for the guided plans and i'm using that for more of the interval like speed workouts so with those it's telling me to do like fartleks which is i like i still i'm 25 years old i still think the word fart is funny okay i'm I'm gonna admit that um (laughs) planning out so the fartlek runs are like I have one this week that's 12 to 16 times through. It's a one minute run at a 5K effort and then one minute recovery jog in between and then you repeat 12 to 16 times. Um, So if it's a good day and I'm feeling great, I'm going to go those 16 times. If I'm like, oh my God, like this, this workout is killing me. I'm going to go that 12 times. I like that it gives you a range. Um, And I'm doing these like interval speed workouts on a track just because running through the streets at a one minute uh, 5k effort in the recovery like I'd probably hit a car um, because I live in this town where there's so many cars out here um, 
I'm not, I don't really have much back roads to work on where there's no cars. So doing it around a track is like what I've been doing. So there's like the fartleks, there's the tempo interval training, um, Yasso 800s, which you would definitely want to do on a track. It's 800s, which is two laps around the track. Um, at a 5k effort with like a three minute rest in between and the rest you can just like lollygag around you can just like literally stand there and wait the three minutes catch your breath um and then or you can do a little jog around the little jog around the track and then get back into the 800 um there's also cruise intervals like six to eight times at a thousand meters at a cruise interval pace and then a 200 meter recovery in between. So these are all like interval training workouts, speed workouts um, that Strava has like planned out for me in this plan. And then, so I like to use that for the speed workout. So that's one of my runs. And then the other one I use run with Hal for like mileage. So usually that like five or eight miles during the week, that one run is from run with Hal telling me what to do. And then I also use run with Hal for the longer runs on the weekends. Cause again, I use it for the mileage run with Hal does show some workouts sometimes. Like it will give you like a race day simulation or like a base pace, uh, or a pace like marathon pace run. Um, I just said a lot of words wrong in the wrong order, but a pace marathon run. There's also those you basically put in your goal time for run with Hal. So he tries to keep you within that average. Um, he'll give you like that race simulation. I did one time was like a couple miles warm up, and then it was like 13 miles at um i think it was like an 8 20 to 9 minute pace so it gives you a wide range of the pace you should be going considering i'm trying to sub four i want to average like nine minute or under um so i like that he's giving me the the mileage for the runs like this weekend i have an 18 miler so you're basically progressing i started my first weekend off you also for run without put in like if you're intermediate one intermediate two novice one novice two what you're training for and like if this is your second marathon your third marathon your first marathon blah blah, blah. run with how will take you through that so it makes that plan for you um even if you're not training for a marathon training for a half training for a 5k just running to run you can still run with how just to have like a scheduled run plan because why not we love a good just schedule especially if you're an athlete like i was an athlete i love a schedule if we're lifting i love a schedule you know you like your legs your back your buys your chest day you have it all in an order um so run with how is just good for like all of that stuff Literally, even Strava, that's not just marathon. I'm just talking marathon because that's what I'm doing. Again, half marathon, 5K, 10K, whatever you're planning, just go for it. Make a plan um, through any of these apps, Strava, and run with how. Um, so for my first weekend, I think I'm on novice one for run with how um, because I'm looking to speed up my marathon time, but not crazy. Um I think that I said that it's like my second marathon. So, it, I, you know, I just wrote through it. So my first weekend that I started off was a 15 mile run. And then it was 
another 15, but that was the race simulation. Then it was a 17. And this is just my long, I look at, I'm mostly looking right now, telling you guys, describing my long run Saturdays. So it was 15, 15, 17. I have 18 this weekend, but then I have a recovery week next weekend where it's only a 13 miler on the Saturday. And the way I just said only a 13 miler, like I would have fucking ran these miles last year at this time. No, I would not. Um, so yes, that is kind of the path that I am on and what my training is for that, um, for those plans for Strava and Run With Hal. Um, my roommate and I argued last night if Hal was um, a girl or a guy because I always call Hal a guy and she calls Hal a girl and confirmed Hal is a dude. So Hal will also give you some motivation and some tips and tricks um, in his app. And also Strava does, like they give you nice little quotes. They like send you an email with a quote. They keep telling you to like, you're doing great. Stay on this path, whatever. People also like Nike Run Club. I know there's guided runs through that. Um, I've never personally used Nike Run Club, but I've heard it's great. And I've heard they give you motivational speeches in your ear while you're running if you want that. Um, Basically, I'm vibing out the big booty mix dropped last week so big booty mix volume 24 vibed out to that on my run today did eight miles this morning um just run to the big booty mix just you know up and down beat i love that i also have playlists that i keep i'm basically an aggressive rap music we know that some like house music while i run um because that's what i need as that little motivation so also i've told you guys that i am swimming once a week once or twice a week Obviously, if you've been here for a while, you know that I was a swimmer. Um, I was, I started swimming at age like seven and went all the way through college captain. Mm, yes, me, captain, senior year uh, for college, you know, big honor. So I've been a swimmer for like, I just like to say I've been a swimmer my whole life. And recently I've hopped back in the pool and realized that it's probably good to add swimming to my marathon training. And I've done some research and that is a good like suggested workout is swimming on like cross training days. Um, so I have been adding swimming. It's, it's, I either go long and easy and flush everything out or I am adding in some speed work, but that's just because I was a swimmer and I like to like, you know, test my limits and pretend I'm in a swim practice again. And I have my coach yelling at me to go faster. Um, you know, the PTSD just needs to come back in the pool sometimes. It's basically a perfect compliment to running because it's, you're on, you're basically regulating your breath and because you have to you have to breathe properly in the pool. Um, you're also flushing out your legs after the longer miles. And obviously it's a nice break from being on your feet. It'll also like strengthen the muscles that you don't use during running and will protect you from that inner injury because you're cross training with this like more like chill sport. Um, and with lifting, you are putting a lot of pressure, like you're doing leg days, you're putting pressure on those legs, but we need to do the leg days to build up like our glute strength because having strong glutes is good for running and doing those mobility days where you're doing lighter legs and using bands and stuff like that. Good for running. Um, I think that during my first marathon, obviously in New York city, I had three weeks, three to four weeks, uh, trained to run for it as a non-runner, I kind of ditched my lifting. I kind of ditched those leg days because my legs were already tired from running. Um, And that definitely is what 
led to more of my injury right before the marathon. And that's why I had to run that marathon injured. Um, So I'm trying to avoid that. And I'm realizing that with running, less is more in in my eyes so that's why it's helpful to also train outside of running like i said when i was a swimmer i trained more outside of the pool to help with my swimming in the water so that should be applied to the same as like running in my mind is you're training outside of running to be a good runner um so don't neglect lifting don't neglect the swim workouts if you're not a swimmer um then like Maybe swimming isn't for you in your marathon training and your half marathon training and your runs. Like maybe swimming is not your vibe. If you are interested in it, hop in the pool, try to figure out like a good, like build, build a good technique with swimming uh, because you can easily get injured during swimming. Like just don't injure yourself um, in a different way than running because we don't need that to happen to you. You need your body intact. We need a good, good, good form while you're swimming. Please please don't have shitty form. If you have a swimmer friend, be like, hey, can you please go teach me how to swim? Um, It'll help you. Beneficial to swim during your training marathon, marathon trainings, because again, you're working into other muscles and you're feeling that relief in your legs, like flushing it out after the longer miles, just, you know, putting a different pressure on your body. Also, again, the regulating the breath. Um, you are forced to breathe and forced to keep that breathing pattern during swimming because your face is literally in the water. Um, and with running, we need to regulate our breath and it can't be all over the place and you can't be holding your breath. You can't be like out of breath. Um, if we're out of breath, we might need to slow it down a little bit. And that's what we'll talk about. Um, so with marathon training, we kind of have to look at the 80-20 rule. Um, it's basically known as polarized training. It was developed by Steven. I don't know how to say his last name. Sealer. I'm going to say Steven Sealer. It's probably wrong. Um, it's basically shown that it's the 80, 20 split is the most effective way to train for like long distance running events. I have recently learned about the 80, 20 rule with me. Let's wait, let's get into it for a second. It's an 80, 20 split. Um, it shows like 80% should be like running lighter and 20% should be like going harder. Um, one of the most important things <laughs> we have to implement with the 80-20 rule is to know our max heart rate. For me, listen, for me, <laughs> I have a really chaotic heart rate. Um, my my watch, my thing likes to tell me I um, have a resting heart rate of like 85, 90 sometimes. Um, and I've talked to my psychiatrist about it because this is like a newer thing in my life. And she told me that the side effect of my night meds is that um, I'm going to have a higher heart rate. It's like an irregular high heart rate and she's not concerned about it right now considering it's not really affecting the way that I run and it's not keeping me from running. Um, I just have a higher heart rate and you might see that I'm doing these runs that are like a 175 but during those runs and stuff like that I'm not fatigued. I'm not out of breath. I'm chit-chatting with my friends next to me. I'm vibing to the music but that could look super concerning to somebody And I know like a bunch of my friends that are heart rate training and this is what I'm going to get into is like the zones. Um, Their heart rates are like 
130, 140, 150 and stuff like that. Like they're like, oh, it's concerning. I'm at 150, like blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, like well, I could go 150 on a good day, on like a chill day. Um, sometimes 160 on a chill day. So it's just, uh, I don't know. I don't really know my max heart rate and my, on how, you know, my heart rates are regular. Um, and there's a regular heart rate people out there. I'm not the only one. So training, heart rate training for me is just not really going to be effective. Um, I am like trying to lower the heart rate while I'm running and trying to do easier ones and then harder runs. Um, I just can't really look at that number for me because I don't exactly know what the vibes are on it. But one of the most important steps to implement the 80-20 rule is knowing your max heart rate. Um, So basically, you know your max heart rate, and then we go off five different training zones, which zone one would be 50 to 60% of your max, which is a very light run. Um, Zone two would be 60 to 70, which is a light run. Zone three would be 70 to 80% of your max, which is moderate running. And then zone four is 80 to 90%, which is a hard run. And then zone five would be 90 to 100% of your max, which is maxing out your run. Um, An easier run should be performed at about 60 to 70% of your maximum heart rate. So kind of like, for example, let's say your maximum heart rate is 180 beats per minute. Um, So your easy run should be between like 108 to 126. Um, If I saw 108 to 126, I'd know that um, I'm just probably sitting here and talking to you guys. My heart rate's probably like one, like 110. Um, So I know for me that that's not, you know, and I don't know my max heart rate at the moment. I have to go to the doctor, please. Like, well, we're going to figure out all of that stuff when I I need a doctor first. If anybody's a doctor in Pennsylvania and has any open availability for appointments, please let me know. Um, I need to get into a doctor and then I'll go to the doctor and we get an EKG and I'll figure out all this stuff. Um, But right now I'm vibing with whatever my heart rates are. So the benefits of running in the easy training zone in the, in the, like the zones one, the zone twos, um, we're improving our endurance and aerobic capacity. Um, we're going to improve our cardiovascular system by increasing its efficiency. We're improving our running efficiency. We're going to have more energy available for use. So know that we can go faster in those longer runs. Like, like we know that we're going to have a lot more energy in the marathon, in the half marathon. Um, it's also a good reduced risk of injury and a reduced risk of burnout. If we keep pounding our legs, if that feet hit in the pavement, you're going so fast, like all of your runs, injury is going to happen. I can be firsthand and tell you that, that I was just out there running, running quick for all of my runs basically because I wanted to see what I could run and I got injured before the marathon. Boom, bang. I didn't cross train. I didn't lift. I barely was lifting. I didn't swim. I was just kind of not looking at any zones, not trying to stay in any kind of heart rate um, and just pounding my feet to the pavement and the shin splints happened and I couldn't even walk. So just so you know, shin splints now doing better, way better. Um, I do be rubbing CBD on my legs. That's a, that's a life changing thing is rubbing CBD on your legs like CBD um, lotion on your legs before you run and massage gun and stretching and mobility days. So we're not trying to get injured, obviously. No one's trying to get injured, but we're really trying to stay away from the injury because we need to be 
We need to have our legs intact for the run. We need. Um, so basically, we just talked about slow running. And we need to also talk about the hard sessions because those are a must. We're not ditching the hard sessions. The benefits of running hard would be increased speed, um, improved power output. It's also enhancing our muscle strength. It's improving our ability to use carbohydrates for energy. We can improve our cardiovascular fitness. Um, It's to withstand higher levels of lactic acid in your blood for longer. Um, I'm getting these points from the internet right now for my research. So a lot of those words, you're probably like, damn, like, you know, some like big words. Yeah, I'm reading. Um, (laughs) But basically research shows like the type of like hard sessions are those interval sessions, those tempo runs, the threshold runs, the fartlek training that I just talked about that I'm doing for that, for that one of my three runs that I have during the week. So I'm going to do a hard run every single week. That's the interval training and then my five to eight miles on one of those one days is going to be more of like a lighter run and then my longer runs are like light but also pushing a little bit of intensity because I want to see what I can do for that mileage and how I feel after it Um, but nothing again it's with run with Hal is telling me what paces I should go during those Um, and then also seeing how I feel that day because like literally my first 15 miles on my first training weekend, I was pacing, my average pace was like a 10, 18. And then the weekend after I did the same 15 miles and my average pace was an 8.54. I felt like there's a big difference there. I felt the difference. I, and I wasn't even on that, that second 15 miles with that 8.54 average pace. I wasn't tired. I wasn't like hurting. I was feeling good. Um, I actually felt great. Like, and there was no, it was just running. Like I, that was also run with how telling me to go under the average pace of nine. So I was looking at run with how looking at that plan and doing what it was saying, following it, follow a plan, you know? And if there's days that you need to run slower, run slower. It doesn't matter because you're still working through your plan and you're still going to accomplish everything that you're doing. You're getting the miles in, even if you have to cut the miles in half fine. You did your plan. Um, you're still going with it. You're still trying and working with it. It's not like training for something is not glamorous. Uh, we're going to have hard days. We're going to have good days. We're going to have chill days. We're going to like have fun days. Like, you know that, especially if you're an athlete, like training, fuck it sucks. Like <laughs> training for something sucks. You're going to be hard on yourself some days. You're going to be like, I'm, I, I'm so shitty. Why the hell am I running? How am I going to run a marathon? The other days you're like, I can run forever. I can do this forever. Especially with lifting. You're like, oh my God. Like last week I benched 135 and this week I can literally only bench a hundred pounds. Like everything changes, especially if we're girls, we're going through our period cycles and stuff like that. And that is affecting our runs. (laughs) It is. It's going to affect your lifting. It's going to affect your runs. It's going to affect your whole life. It's going to affect how much you eat that week. If you eat shitty, if you eat good, whatever. Um, That's also something that you're kind of, when you're marathon training, neglecting your period cycle. And so things might be different, you know? Boom. Boom, bang. All that good fun stuff. So (laughs) let's get back to my research. Um, Those like tempo trainings and fart licks and stuff like that, we're going to consider them our zone four sessions where we're running at the 80 to 90% of our max heart rate. Um, With the interval sessions and stuff like that, 
it's good to take that rest in between. You go for that defined time and then you rest in between. Like I said, that um, you're running for that, like the Yasso 800s where you're resting for the three minutes in between and then you go for your max time for that 80 to 20 so you catch your breath for a second. So basically for your 80-20 rule is find your maximum heart rate, calculate your training zone, do your slow sessions easy, do your hard sessions hard, be patient, stick to your plan. And also through all of that, this, like training, running slow, running hard, enjoy running because it's so easy to go out there and you're like, fuck, I have to run eight miles today because that was my thought process at the start of my run today was I was in mile one and I was like, fuck, like I have eight miles, eight miles. But honestly, like I had to put my phone in my pocket and just kind of didn't look at my watch for my mileage. I did look at my heart rate because I was like, stay under 180, stay under 180. (laughs) Um, And then I was like, I don't want to look at the mileage. I don't want to look at my phone and the time. I want to enjoy this run. The weather felt nice. The sun was coming out. Um, I want to enjoy this run. I don't want to look at it as like, fuck, I got to run eight miles because that was my mindset I was slipping into. It's like, I get to run eight miles. Like I get to train for this marathon. I get to um, train for this marathon with my friends too. Like I get to do these things a year ago I was not running eight miles I can do that now I can look at the improvement I've had in my fitness and stuff like that um so enjoy running find a love for running you know don't just be like fuck I have to do this shit I have to run 18 miles on Saturday no I get to run 18 miles and guess what I have friends that are running 16 miles so I'm gonna run two miles without them and then 16 miles with them um so yeah like enjoy it don't don't just think it's the enemy. If you also thought that running was the enemy, you probably wouldn't be running a half or a full marathon. Um, or maybe you just, you want to just do it to do it. You know, you want to become a one percenter of the people that done a marathon, uh, you know, join the club, become a one percenter. I, I support it. (laughs) Enjoy running. Okay. So now that we've talked about like actual running and the training plans and stuff like that, we, we also have to talk about fueling ourselves because, Eating food, fueling ourselves is really big for running, really big for lifting, really big for any activity that you're doing. And just life, fuel your, oh my God. I just like literally could not say that. Fuel yourselves. We are, you know that. I preach that. Fuel your body, eat the food. We got this. Um, so basically like the first step of fueling ourselves is making sure we're getting enough cal- calories to support the increase in activity. Obviously, running is a big increase in activity, especially if you're training for half or a full marathon. Um, so if we don't fuel our body correctly, it could just like increase like that risk of injury and stress on the body and the p- poor sleep and the illness. Um, and that's not what we need. Again, and we're keeping our body intact. We're putting our body through a lot doing this training for a half or a full. Um, so we need to treat it properly. It's always like a good idea to choose like the nutrient dense foods um, because we're not going to perform our best off the junk food. Like I know I love the chocolate. I love all the candy. I love the ice cream, but I just know that that's not really going to support my body in a good way. Um, it's, like, it's the reality. It's the reality. But I, I still be eating the sweet treats. Come on. But it's the reality where the the soda and the donuts and Guys, I had a donut the other day. Um, I don't remember the last time I had a donut. Not for any, like, restricting reasons. I just don't remember the last time I had a donut. Um, 
And my roommate and I were like, you know what? We could eat right now as a donut. And it was like, we were both like agreeing to that. And it's like, let's go get a donut. But at this point it was like 3 p.m. So obviously all the like real like bakery and donut shops were closed. So we we're like, we have to go to Dunkin'. And then there was like a heart-shaped, the brownie batter one. And it was like, nah, like that could actually hit. So, you know, I had a donut. We can still eat donuts. But it's not like it's going to help my run. Maybe it will because it's that fast sugar and carbs. Maybe it will. But just keep with the good nutrient-dense foods um, and have some donuts sometimes. But obviously marathon training, we have to be balanced. We have to. So we need our whole grains, our fruits, our vegetables, our proteins, our healthy fats. The most important nutrient that we need is carbohydrates we love carbs um it's going to provide our body with the fuel it needs to reach the finish line basically protein also very important because protein will help with recovery injury prevention and support the lean muscle um protein should basically be like throughout the day and you should always have protein after you run after you lift after you swim get the protein in um recover your body like that Uh, before every run i'm religious with this shit before every run i literally have to eat a bagel to get my carbs in i need the bagel i have a blueberry bagel or a plain bagel the other day i was gonna do cinnamon raisin and i was like well i don't know i've never done cinnamon raisin bagel before my run and what if the raisins make me shit myself on this run (laughs) i don't know um so i immediately put that one down and i went with the plain bagels because there was no blueberry that day um i have to eat a bagel before every run I just have to. It's just it's just what it what I do. And people can eat way more before they run. Specifically me, my stomach, I can just eat a bagel. And I should probably be eating a little bit more real food before I'm going out on these long runs, but I have to just eat a bagel. It's what sits on sits well into my stomach. Um I know people that eat bananas, that eat peanut butter, that have literally all this stuff before they run. Me specifically, I bagel it. That's my vibe. Um, but the night before my run, I'll always, like, if I'm running, like, I'm talking long runs right now. So the night before a long run on Friday nights, you know, my fun Friday night activities, having long runs on Saturday mornings mean Friday night activities either mean going for a flush out swim or sitting here and watching TV, but like massage gunning my legs out. Wild Friday nights. Um, so every Friday night, I eat the same thing, (laughs) religiously. My roommate and I make the protein-style pizza, which is like the two-ingredient dough pizza, which is Greek yogurt and flour. You mix it together. You make your little pizza. Put tomatoes on it. Put cheese on it. Put some spinach on it. Blah, blah, blah. Then on the side, I'll have like some chicken or turkey slices um, to get more protein in. So I got the protein in the yogurt, in the pizza, and then the carbs from the flour, and then the blah, 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 the cheese, the sauce. All good things. I have to have this pizza every time. And then I make a salad on the side too. Or I'll have turkey slices or chicken for some more protein. But religiously, every Friday night, I have the pizza. My roommate this week, she's ditching me. She has a dinner Friday night with her friend. So I have to make my own pizza. I have to sit here on my Friday night and make my own pizza and watch my own shitty TV episodes. I guess I'll have my dog here. (laughs) So I won't be alone alone. But I was like, damn, you're really ditching me before long run Saturday. Um, So uh, religiously, every Friday night, that is what I will be eating. Um, Also, before the night before my New York City marathon, I had like pasta and meatballs and bread. And I was in New York City. I had pretzel on the side of the road, you know, carbs, getting the carbs in. I know it's also important to like 
days leading up to long runs, days leading up to your half or your full marathon that you should literally have your food in check. Um, Lately, I've been being super consistent with my meals. Um, It's my dinner. I'm calling it boy dinner, okay? My boy dinner. (laughs) Girl dinner? It's not going to work for me. No girl dinner here. Boy dinner. That's where it's at. Boy dinner. Uh, We know meat. (laughs) All right, so I have steak or chicken. Cook that shit up. Steak or chicken with kale, peppers, and onions. I either put it with rice as like a rice bowl or I have like some steak on a roll with the with the veggies on the side and stuff like that or I just put some bread on there. I get my carbs, I get my my fruits or my there's no fruits in that. I get my vegetables in. Um and I get my protein in. So literal boy dinner. Steak or chicken with kale, peppers, onions. Um I usually put a little balsamic on the kale and the peppers and the onions make that all good, you know. Um that's my boy dinner. Put some bread in there. Put some rice in there. Boy dinner. Easy. Um, We just got to start thinking like boys. Boys do everything so simple, you know? They're just simple. Stop making shit so complicated up in here. Dessert. Having the same dessert, okay? My dessert lately, I fell in love with dates. Love the dates. Dessert is dates with peanut butter. Um, Freeze that shit. So I make the, I split the date in half. I scoop a little bit of peanut butter in there. Um, I have six to seven of those. Put them in the freezer at least an hour. If it's in the freezer longer than an hour, like it's it's fuego. Um, pull that out at bedtime. Put a huge scoop of Greek yogurt, like, like a big amount of Greek yogurt. I take this plate, I go sit in bed, and I watch my um, Big Bang Theory <laughs> while I scoop the dates with the peanut butter on it in the Greek yogurt and eat that favorite dessert at the moment like I have had that every single night for weeks at this point um but guess what I'm getting my protein in there and some good fruits um some sugar in there you know natural sugars through the fruit it's amazing I suggest it I just got also I just got the chunky peanut butter so the little crunch in there mm, Oh my God, I want them right now. Like, I wish I had, if I, I have to prep them at dinner time because if I had them like prepped in the beginning of the week, I think I would be eating them right now as I'm talking to you guys. I would be not eating them for dessert. I'd be eating them all day long. And I just want them as a dessert thing. So I keep it for dessert only. Um, but feeling like I'm having these consistent meals is definitely helping my like performance and keeping my body intact and recovering. Um, that's, that's how I feel. I feel like I'm performing better because I have everything consistent. I'm keeping with what needs to be in my body, keeping the proteins, keeping the carbs at a good level. Um, yeah. So now for fueling during our long runs, during, during, during our long runs, um, I practice like my race day fuel. Okay. I'm a gummies girl. Okay. Not the good kind of gummies, not the, not the edible kind of gummies. I know people people take edibles before they run. People run high. I don't know how I feel about that. Like one day I kind of want to try it. It's like, will I have a good out-of-body experience? Will I run really fast? Will I run really slow? Will I be scared of where I'm going? I don't know. Maybe I'll practice that one. <laughs> like after the marathon though. Uh, not opposed to it. But I'm a gummies girl, okay? I don't do gels. You ever seen those? The goos and the gels? Mm-mm. Your girl cannot do that. I'm not slurping something down on my run. 
I have tried to like slurp something down, slurp one of the like the goos down. Um, just standing here, just trying it out, seeing how I could even if I could do that while I was running. I wanted to puke, and I was just standing. Um, so if I was actively running and moving and slurping, I think I would puke on the spot. Just the like the thought and the texture and the, ugh, I can't do it. Um, so I take gummies. I have the Honey Stinger Energy Gummies, the pink lemonade bomb, and then caffeinated gummies, which I get from the, like, it's like the cliff ones, so the cliff blocks, which my friend told me they discontinued them, um, so I should really stock up on them if they did, but if they discontinued them for bad reasons, then maybe I shouldn't be eating them. Anyway, I'm a gummies kind of girl when I run. For my 17 miles the other day, this is kind of how I fueled during it. Um, I had the energy gummies at mile four, then again at mile eight. Then I had caffeinated gummies at 11, and then more energy ones at 13 and a half. And then I kind of trailed off because I went into run club, so I kind of forgot to take more gummies. Um, In a perfect world, I feel like I probably would have had like more caffeine at 16 and then more energy ones at 20. Um, And then I don't really know. Um, I'm working on it. Okay. I'll keep you updated on how the gummies are going through my runs, but especially these gummies sit well on my stomach runner stomach guys. Like I listen, I'm kind of (laughs) TMI, but if you're a runner, you get it. Um, you basically shit yourself during these runs half the time. If you're, if you don't have the right foods in you, if you're Like, if you have stuff that's going against your stomach, if you have a sensitive stomach, like, you're gonna, like, probably shit yourself while you're running. I'm kind of programmed. You you really want to go to the bathroom before you run, okay? Um, Sometimes I go to the bathroom before I run. Sometimes it doesn't happen before I run um, because I run so early in the morning. So sometimes it doesn't happen. But, you know, around mile six, it starts hitting. And I know, listen, I know where all the bathrooms are in Newport. I know where the porta-potties are. I'm not a porty-potty porta potty person who is no one is but i i gotta do what i gotta do on these long runs i just i gotta do it um so early in the morning also i'm on ocean drive there's no places to stop into i'm also not gonna i'm I'm not gonna destroy your bathroom like that um but i know where the bathrooms are i i have them planned out if it needs to happen it happens i don't want it to happen but if it happens it happens um usually during the courses they should all have bathrooms along it too because this shit happens pun intended um (laughs) so you need to make sure that those like gummies or gels or goos whatever works for you is good on your stomach that's why we practice race day fuel during our longer runs so we have it all down so when we go into the marathon we're we're good on our fuel we're good with our you know stomach we don't change anything for race day we keep the fuel how we've been doing it um during the marathon like uh my friends threw sour patch kids at me um and i thought it was they're they're fucking bomb while i was running i was like oh fast sugars carbs let's get it um during my birthday little marathon my 26 my well my 25 to 25 that turned into a marathon because why not why not make it 26.2 um at mile 20 when i was meeting up with my friends for run club i did chug coffee because my caffeine gummies decided to freeze because the degree was literally 17 degrees outside so the caffeine gummies froze um so not cool so i literally chugged coffee and ate half a bagel because i was like i need more food in me because i'm crashing right now because there's no caffeine in me um 
So really practice race day fuel. It's beneficial to figure it out before you go into a race day and especially practice it during the long miles. You know, like I said, my personal goal for the upcoming April marathon, I'm trying to sub four. Got to keep that average pace under nine. I went, I did go 406, which was my average pace of 922 in my birthday marathon. I did a not, or I did, what did I do? Oh, I did 442 in the New York City Marathon, injured. So it was really cool to see that I shaved 36 minutes off my time to my birthday and went a 406 because it just makes like me feel better in my head that I can sub four in April. So I'm excited and I'm training for that right now. Um, if anybody wants to travel for a marathon or if you're in the Rhode Island area, um, actually I think the Newport marathon is sold out, but there's a wait list. You can hop on it. Or I know that the half marathon is not sold out, so you can hop on the half marathon, but I'll be there and I'll be running. Or if you just want to come and like yell at me while I run, like throw some caffeine at me, throw some sour patch kids at me, throw some bagels at me. Like I'm, I'm all for it. Um, but yeah. This has kind of been my training style. This is, if you're not a runner and you're like, this was the most boring episode and I didn't know why I'm listening to this. I'm so sorry. Um, (laughs) But you know, maybe you want to get into running. Maybe you want to do this. Maybe, maybe it's just fun to talk about this 45 minutes of just run talk. Um, Yeah. So guys, if you have any questions on this stuff, I know that I am not some expert. I know that This is my second real marathon I'm going into, but I just want to share insight of what I'm doing. Um, If you have any questions, like literally DM me. I might, I think I'm going to put on my Instagram story, like listen to the episode. If you have questions, blah, 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 like write them here or just send me questions and then we can go through it for the first half of next week's episode. So yeah, Um, thank you guys for listening and I hope you have a great day. Love you all. Peace out, my homies.